0: What orange is? Man- what?
1: <laughs> what? Orange mango. Orange mango. That's well, what i drinking, man. I'm drinking um water. So welcome to episode 129 of the Bench Time podcast with Todd and Brett <laughs> Wiley. That's got to be one of the weirdest intros we've ever had. Orange mango. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um. So, there we are. That's what we're (laughs) drinking tonight. Yeah. Um, So, real quick, uh, I want to put out there that we um, have a new benefit, a new exciting thing.
0: Okay. What's the new
1: benefit? For our patrons. I know the new benefit. A couple of you guys probably already know because you saw on the Facebook thing. But for all patrons, any level, all patrons, as long as you're a patron – um, we've been having a lot of fun with the Zoom calls that we've been doing. And I know, um, a few of them, a few of you guys aren't on the our Facebook group, but, um, we were doing Zoom calls with our patrons. Um, they weren't organized by us in the past and they were, um, some of the guys in the Facebook group were just putting them on and we had so much fun with them. I know my dad did too, that, um... We decided to get a pro, uh, a Zoom account for our group. And we will now be doing a monthly Zoom call with uh, all of our patrons. And we'll put it out via email. So if you're listening and you don't get our Facebook group, um, you'll still get the notification of um, Zoom call. the Zoom call via email be once a month. We'll put it out once a month and it'll be a couple weeks ahead of time except this one. This one will be short notice. The next one in June will be announced in the beginning of June when we do our contest and we draw the winner for a contest at the beginning of each month. We'll also just announce when the next Zoom call will be during the month. So, Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm excited about it because I, I had a good ooh, time on that last you week. You know what's a better idea? Oh, we all have like a beard making part, a beard equipment. Uh, what? We build stuff with beard hair.
1: Oh my gosh, <laughs> that was too good. <laughs> so I have a better idea.
0: I'm just kidding. Yeah, something happened on the Zoom that y'all missed, and and uh, you know you had to be there to you
1: had to be there. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Oh, oh well. Um. <laughs> so, anyways, we'll do a Zoom this Sunday evening. Um, we'll meet, eh, Sunday or Saturday. We'll announce yeah. it. We'll announce it. I'll send an email out. But we'll do a Zoom call this weekend for our patrons. Uh, if you're interested in joining our patreon group for some of that and some you know a couple other things that you get access to like our facebook group and uh yeah, um, i
0: mean people are talking on it and they're laughing and they're they're uh
1: you know we're, we're sharing we're building. ideas while we build
0: too. so you get to see what we're building and we had like i don't know it was like 15 20 people in there know how many were? yeah but uh, we're, some, we're night, holding
1: up. some nights we had more some night a couple nights we had a little less but we always had yeah. at least a dozen or more
0: right and then so you hold up the uh You know, guys are holding up their whatever they're working on, or they have their cameras pointed down to what they're working on so you can see what they're making. And, you know, we all ask each other questions and help each other out. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I had a good time. It just kept going on and on. I lost track of time.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, Um, we're going to do a monthly Zoom for our patrons. Um, We might have a few other details for the patron thing. I mean, and for the Zoom thing for our patrons coming out a little bit later, for now, um, it's going to be one main Zoom call a month. We might have a yeah. couple plans to um, uh, uh, you know, unleash the Zoom a little more if you guys want yeah. more of that. But uh, for now, we're going to do one big Zoom call a month for all of our patrons. So right. if you want access to that and all of our other patron stuff, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash Brett Wiley. I changed it. It's no longer HO Scale Customs. It's patreon.com forward slash Brett Wiley. I had to change it when we changed all of our other stuff. So, um, yeah. And if you guys are already patrons, don't worry. The URL, it doesn't change anything with Patreon, with with our existing patrons. Um, It's just a different URL. You guys, nothing changed with your memberships. Um, Or not your memberships, but your patronage. So, that's all good. And uh, like I said, I think the Zoom calls are going to be fun. I think it's something that... um, we finally found something for our patrons I think that is like everyone enjoyed and yeah. uh it's a little more valuable than like some of the other stuff we tried in the past because it's like build it's 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 hitting on something that we talked about on our last call that Dan Pugatch uh organized where we're creating a community of just awesome like-minded builders and we just like to get on there and shoot the shit. So Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I think it's great. We're going to do this regardless of what the world situation is. Yeah, after this is uh, over, we're I, still going
1: to do Zoom calls.
0: Yeah, it, we should have been doing this a long time ago. I know. So it, this is a benefit of It's an
1: unfortunate that, situation that brought out right. a pretty cool uh, idea it, with it, our group. Agreed, agreed. So.
0: And, and one, I can tell you when we're not going to be doing Zooms. When? When? During hockey playoff
1: games. Oh, the hockey tournament. <laughs> well, I might still be on a Zoom call, but I'll just be watching my game and shouting.
0: Right, right. But yeah, um, they might get to see us. They might get the CS at our absolute worst. A
1: rare form, but um.
0: But
1: we... <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so um, yeah, that's a neat little announcement we got going on. Uh, I'm excited. I love doing the Zoom calls with you guys, just because it was like a bunch of guys just hanging out, and actually a bunch of guys and girls, because we had Trudy on. Um, yeah, Trudy was on, she's an awesome modeler. So it was great to, great to have you guys on there. And we got to see your faces, something that we normally couldn't do because we were missing some shows and, and, uh, it was just good. It felt good. I liked it. So we're going to wrap up that discussion by just saying, if you want access to that, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash HO, I mean, Brett Wiley. Um, and, uh, I'll put the link in the show description, but so that's what we got going on there. Um, we also do our – with our patrons, we do a kit. I, I give away a kit each month. Uh, I do a drawing with all our patrons. You get a bingo ball number, and um, we're almost out of bingo balls. Yeah? So I'm going to have to come up with a different – Well,
0: we're going to make, we're gonna have to make some more bingo balls. I'm going to have to come up with a different – some more bingo balls and renumber
1: them. I'm going to have to get a bigger – or get different colored bingo balls – and yeah. uh do like gray and red or find other color ones because well,
0: the numbers are going to be the same
1: yeah but so, it could be like red 42 or gray 42 oh, i
0: guess you're right you or know you could just
1: take a sharpie marker on the back i'm not and just numbering all those damn balls
0: oh yeah that would take you a whole 15 minutes
1: yeah true but i could buy a pack of bingo balls for like five bucks on amazon
0: oh well okay then, then if i'm the gonna have to solved. if i'm gonna
1: have to buy them why don't i just get a different color? Why are we arguing about bingo balls on our podcast?
0: All right. <laughs> Next up. Cuz we've argued about everything else, so we might as well hey, argue about bingo balls. I not well even arguing.
1: Argue about balls. All right. Um <laughs> the um you have a bullhorn announcement. Let's jump into the bullhorn. Well,
0: I I do. It's actually stems off of the a different
1: discussion, yeah.
0: A discussion that we had with uh, Jake uh Johnson on the uh uh the Zoom call that we were just talking about mm-hmm. and on Friday night, and I was, you know, um, I we were talking about the and we talked about it on the show as well. Um, the MaxiCure – Cure, well, it doesn't matter, the CA Glue, and uh, I bought the CA Glue, and then I also bought the uh, Insta set, uh, by Bob Smith Industries, it's an accelerator, and uh, so. We were talking about, you know, spraying. It has a. Sp- it comes in a spray bottle, okay? The insta- the accelerator, which I think is really stupid, actually, because bottom line is, I can't just spray that on whatever I as a wide spray. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So let's say I'm working with little detail parts, and I go to spray it. Well, I'm spraying the whole detail part. And then the, the color changes on it because it stains it somehow because it might be painted. You know, uh, what a pain in the ass. So I was talking about that, how I was amazed, by the way, and every there's a couple people on here like uh, Lynn McCurdy and Ken Anderson who have talked to me many times about using an accelerator on to drive my uh, glue quick. And, and, and when it's down, it's down. I mean, when you put this stuff on okay. it, the accelerate on it, it adheres and it's not coming off. You really said it's
1: easy. like, well, and a couple of the guys on the, on and done. a couple of the guys on the zoom were even saying that they're like, you can't second guess it. Like you just got to yeah. commit to it's that. Gotta it's got to be, precise. you got to, you got to, you got to commit to putting right. that down.
0: Right, exactly. So, so bottom line is, um, I was talking about this and how the sprayers kind of sucks. And then Jake holds up this little bottle. It's a little plastic bottle. And it had like a hypodermic needle sticking out of the top of it. Okay? And basically that's what it is. And uh, it's not a sharp, pointy thing. You're not going to worry about jabbing yourself and sticking yourself in the arm. I guess I'm just poking my soft part of my arm. Technically, I guess you could. If you get this stuff in your veins, though, uh, just be very careful with it. Don't do that.
1: Yes. (laughs)
0: How about <laughs> so, that? General rule of thumb: Don't do that. I don't that. know what this stuff would do to blood, so don't do it. Do if it if it uh, if it um, cauterizes uh, uh,
1: ca glue, who knows what it does to other things? Just keep it away so, from anything that's not ca <laughs> glue.
0: Right, right, exactly. So you know, find a nice, safe place to stick this on a shelf somewhere. It has a has a needle that sticks out of it. Anyhow. He gave me the link to it. And what you do is it's a you can get them in one-and-a-half-inch needles or three-inch needles. And um, you just squeeze a bottle, and it comes out this tiny little tip of the of the needle at the very end, which is nice because what I can do is – and it doesn't come out unless you squeeze a bottle. Right. Okay, so you tilt it downward to where you're going, and when you're ready to put the stuff on, the glue spot – you just squeeze it and the drop comes out, and it's so perfect. It's really neat for really tough to get at areas, which I'm going to get to in a second. So um, he was telling me about this, and he uh, he sent me a link to where you get the bottles, and uh, the place is called McMaster Car, okay? So you go to McMasterCar.com dot uh it's mcmaster.com. is where you go, okay? The company's called Master Master Car, um, McMaster M C M A S T E R dot com. So go there, um, and check out their uh, check out their their bottles that they have there. I'm going to tell you what they're called: the Precision Needle Tip Squeeze Bottles, and they come in two ounce capacities, um, one and a quarter ounce or uh, one and a half ounce, uh, I'm not sure, a four ounce bottle, an eight ounce bottle, okay? Well, the eight ounce and a four ounce bottle are going to be just, ultimately, they're just, they're too big, you know, they're too big. But I bought the two ounce bottle. It's perfect size. It's got, um, it's, you can get the three inch needle and I only got one bottle. They're like ten bucks. They're you know they're not the cheapest things in the world, but I see the benefits of it now, and I'm glad I bought the three inch needle. On a two, I I do not feel like I got had for two ten dollars. They have small bottles with one half inch needles. Um, The three inch needle is a ten dollar bottle. The other bottles are five dollars. Okay, for for half the size of the needle, and. um, Like I said, it's, it was, you know, I, you know, of course you had to pay for the shipping and all, but, but I got one of these bottles and it came to me. They had literal to literally sent this to me in two days. I had it. Okay. So, I mean, based on my location, I'm in Pennsylvania and it was the, the, they have branches of McMaster. I guess they have several locations in the country. So they just tell the New Jersey location to send it. Got it quick, but these bottles are really cool. I used it to build the interior part of the elevator in my um, my build here, the, the mill building for um, the Rush Rock Falls series. Uh, so it has that outside elevator that you may have seen on the, on the Rush Rock Falls building. And I built that. It has all kinds of intricate little pieces of hardware to go into the elevator mechanism inside it. Okay, we talked about it with Doug on the show even. Yeah. And, um, and I was like, how am I going to get some of these little tiny parts in there? And then gl- some of them have to be glued in while they're in there, while inside this little tiny area that I uh, – the framework of it, you know, that even built with, the, with um, you know, strip wood. Right. And um, so I was trying – I couldn't do it with with the, with the regular bottle even with that pointed tip. So what I did was I put the glue in on a, thing, on a toothpick on the, the CA glue itself and then put the part in place and then I took that needle and I just went in and just zapped it real quick with this little bottle, with a needle, with one little drop and I gave it about, and I mean literally five seconds or less and it's not coming out, done, stays. And, you don't. Know, I didn't have to hold it with my hands. I didn't have to do all that crap. You know, it, it, it just instantly dries up that glue and makes it adhere. And anyhow, the bottle is cool. The bottle is cool. They have several different tips, uh, nozzle, you know, the, the needle openings are different diameters. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they have a 27 gauge, a 25 gauge. They're for super thin liquids like this, uh, Insta set stuff. That's uh the accelerator. Okay. It's that in itself is not sticky. So I'm not really worried about that as far as, you know, having, uh, j- clogging up. And if it does, um, you can just take, according to Jake, he said sometimes his clogs, you can just take a cigarette lighter and just kind of hold it underneath it and it loosens all that up, you know, warm it up. Right. So, um, And you can sterilize it if you have any stick. You want to stick yourself. Oh, my gosh. So,
1: stop it. <laughs> <laughs> don't so do that. I, I will.
0: I will. I will. Okay. Don't do that. I don't recommend that ever. So, but this is um, – you know, it's, it's, it's a cool bottle. I really like the tool. So far, it's one of the best tools I've seen this year uh, that came from uh, Jake as an idea as what to do, and I, I'm really impressed with it. I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to using this on a frequent basis now. Um, I, I was never a big fan of CA glue. This changes the ball game for me on that. Again, that company is McMaster. They are needle tip squeeze bottles. Just put that in the search engine. Put in precision needle tip squeeze bottles, and you will you will see what they have. So um, that's that's that. That's my uh, product of the of the week thing, and it's right now. It's one of the best products of the week that I put up in a while. So it's unique too.
1: Definitely unique. Yeah. Um. All right. Well. So, I got something that I want to talk about. Okay. Uh, oh, by
0: the way, on those needle tips, I said about twenty-seven and twenty-five. If you want, if you have a thicker liquid or oil or something like that that you use often for whatever reason, they have other it, on that particular page when you go to order. It, it tells you about the different sizes you can order. Um, so for different thicknesses of liquid. Anyways, that's it.
1: Go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. Um, I wanted to talk about my recent. Um, well, I don't know what you want to call it. My recent dive into plastic kits. Yeah, yeah. So I'm currently working on the um um fisherman's co-op from right. real scale models. And I've recently also picked up a new plastic kit. Uh and it's it's a huge one. It's another big one. Um, okay. it is the Bachmann Spectrum series. Uh city scenes buildings I got the Savings and Loan building which is a it's bo- huge it's a behemoth and it's not even their biggest one they got some I know. they got some mo- the spectrum series has some monster buildings but we need a couple bigger buildings well I was going to get one of the bigger ones yeah but then I thought like shit well most of our buildings are 3-4 stories max
0: yeah we don't want to overdo it
1: and if know? I get like a 15 story building it's going to look weird
0: yeah I already got a thirteen one sitting here on the shelf, yeah so that I mean it, I don't know what we're gonna do with that one.
1: We'll make it work, but um I mean, if we put it low, if we put it lower, we'll figure that out
0: anyways, go on anyways sorry. so
1: this one is it's only one the the first story is kind of tall, and then it's two three four five stories, but it is bigger than by about three inches in any taller three about three by about three inches. Than any other building that we have. Right. So, um, you know, it, it, it's going to be big. It's going to stand out. But it's my second plastic kit I got in a matter of a couple months. So, right. for all of you guys that are busting on us for only doing wood kits, uh, I have two awesome uh, plastic structures that I'm going to be either working on right now or working on in the future. And... um I don't see that the savings and loan building will take me a terribly long time to paint because it's got that, like, what's it called? Cast iron facade. So it's kind of yeah. the one kind of main shade. Um, so I can paint it quicker, but I plan on doing a lot more detail work to it after I paint it uh, just to make it stand out a lot more. But uh, right. I'm going to turn it... Instead of doing the savings and loan building, because that's boring. I don't like that. Um, we're I talked to my dad. We're going to do a... Um, a radio station, like an old AM radio station, in that building.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good idea. I was looking for pictures when you mentioned that last night uh, of old radio station buildings from the '40s. Yeah, and uh, they're out there. I mean, there's some big cities that had them. You know, big, big, big buildings like that. Yeah, we just had, So yeah,
1: and I want to put a cool sign up top, like the you know the old letter laser cut letters, like whatever. K Rock. One, uh, 1080 AM or something. We'll we'll think of a cool. Uh, we'll make up a, our Yeah, we can't
0: go too modernly cool. It's gotta have to be. They didn't. Yeah, it's gonna have to just be some call letters. Yeah, it'll another. be like
1: WKZZ AM. ten yeah. eighty, like something. But we'll put we'll put a cool sign on top. Yeah, that'll we be, can't put
0: like we can't put up like the
1: the. Well, I don't even think. Did they have FM radio what? during that time? <laughs> what. You can't put up something
0: like rocks, you know, or something like that.
1: You yeah, know? you can't do so, uh, that. You
0: can't get you can't get too snazzy with the. With the you can't. Uh, you
1: know, when was AM, FM radio? Nineteen thirty six FM radio was demonstrated for to the FCC for the first time on January fifth, nineteen forty. Um, it began to broadcast FM radio. Eh. so maybe could do FM, but at that time AM radio was probably much. Yeah, more prominent. I know it's an older, yeah. fa- older form of radio, sure. so uh, we're gonna go with an AM radio I think station.
0: You know, it does. You know, AM's fine, and and we'll put it up there. And like, I was only kidding about you know the rocks thing, but you know, you, you, we can't put up a like. Uh, no, you know, we'll just put the call letters
1: on top and get your smooth on. No, but know? we can put the call letters on yeah. top. And I thought it'd be cool to get like a uh, find an old radio tower looking structure. Yeah. And put it on yeah. top of the buildings, like a like a transmitter built uh transmitter there's tower.
0: Quite out there. No,
1: we'll, oh yeah, we'll, we could find one of them. Walders. probably dead. has one, yeah. Um but we'll make that work. So that's my cool little uh plastic kit for a I – I've I did been dipping my toes into the plastic kits and uh there are some good ones out there. It's not like we wouldn't want to do oh, plastic sure. kits, it's just we never we just right. didn't I think but we're at the point to now, get the we'll variety in the buildings. Yeah, to get the variety in buildings, though, we need to get away from wood for a little bit because our city is a giant tinderbox. So right. we do, right. and it is the it is the age in our country where you know you would have seen um, other buildings. It's not this isn't the 1700s; wouldn't it all been wood? So uh, you know, we'll, we'll we want to we'll branch out. We'll do a little bit more. But uh, I think in the center of our city, these kinds of buildings are going to be great. So, um, yeah, that's my little spiel on plastic. I, I am currently working on the co-op. I have 10 walls to paint. I have like five of them. Five of them are done. I got to do the other five. So um, that's the hardest part with this. fishermen's you
0: know what I need in here? Hmm. Oh, okay, go, go
1: ahead. I was going to say that's the hardest part with the Fisherman's Co-op is I'm hand painting all the little bricks. So yeah. it, it just it's slowing me down, but it's making that plastic kit really pop. So, like I said, I think if you work
0: with plastic in the right way, well, you, like you are, yeah, yeah. It's you're you're going to put them in there, and nobody's going to look at that and say, "Oh my gosh, that was a piece of plastic." You well,
1: know? Yeah. I mean, it's they, how they you, are. It's
0: how you do it.
1: You could do really so, bad on a wood kit too. So
0: right, exactly, exactly. I've seen some.
1: Yeah. So, but yeah. um,
0: but. Yeah, so no, I,
1: that's what I've got going on, and um, we could actually, actually, let's get into a little bit about what we did this past weekend, too.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, you know what I need in here? What? Like a mini fridge. I need a oh, mini that's fridge. That's a good idea. I need a mini fridge that so I can just reach back and grab something out of a drink. So I have to run out, run out of here, down the hall, run out to
1: the kitchen, get all that crap, you know and what? come back. You could probably find, like, an old used... Uh, not a mini snack fr- machine. A snack machine. A snack machine. Oh, you can put drinks <laughs> and snacks in it.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, like, like little bags of chips. I go to the store and I get the bags of chips. No,
1: no just- you know it'd be better. They sell them at like. I've seen them before at like uh, the old food service companies. You can buy like those Pepsi and Coke display fridges. Yeah, that hold oh, like the old Red Bull fridges that only hold like eight bottles. Yeah. And put one of them in your under your workbench. Like, hey. W-
0: <laughs> you no, know, what else would be cool to do down in our layout area? A mini fridge.
1: No, man. A coffee pot. A coffee maker. I've thought about putting a coffee maker down here.
0: Why the hell not, man? I um. How many people out there have coffee makers? Does Jason at their layout or at the workbench?
1: Jason Jensen. Right there in do the you group. have? Do you? Does Jason Jensen have a coffee maker by his workbench? They're like they're like thirty five bucks for you not know. Not even that. No, not even yeah. that. You can just get a. Simple old Mr. Coffee. That's, well, I think they're about that. They're about 30 35
0: bucks. $35. No. But maybe. Anyways. Well, anyhow. Tw- let's say 25
1: to 35 We need a somewhere. coffee maker. Who has... All right. Here's the, here's the homework of the week, guys. If you have a coffee maker or any other type of beverage distri- distribution machine or refrigerator near or around your work area, let us know. I want to hear what you guys got.
0: A beer meister.
1: a little mini, oh yeah, like a little mini cooler. Oh, with a mini tap one. Mini tap, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Coffee maker.
0: Nah, be too. I'd never
1: leave that place. So we
0: we'd have to. We'd uh... have to
1: sleep in the basement.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, I but like a little mini fridge. You could pick up mini fridge as many fridges, what, a, a, like seventy-five bucks or something like that. <laughs> you know,
1: mini and, then,
0: and and they're flat on top, so you get there. You got a workspace.
1: I found you know? a. a uh,
0: or put your coffee maker on
1: top of the mini fridge. Here's a miniature fridge. It holds six cans. Well, that's a little small there. Forty eight six cans. Forty eight ninety
0: nine. Yeah, six cans is a little too low. Yeah. I like the little ones they put in the hotels. You know? Ninety nine bucks. Yeah.
1: Oh man. See, this is dangerous. It's got an ice maker on the top of it. Yeah. Oh great. That's the last thing my wife needs to see me hauling into the basement is a mini fridge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's brilliant is what it is.
1: She'll be like, what the hell are you dragging that in here for? Well, I need it for the basement. I need it for my work area. <laughs> I oh. think it's
0: brilliant. I think it's brilliant.
1: and anyway. You know, we don't
0: even need a snack machine. We don't even need to have a snack machine. What we'll just do is we'll make like one of those boxes up like you have at the, at the office. It sits on the file, top of the oh, file. Oh, yeah, yeah. Check. And it has like everybody can go up and put their money into it, and then they can take out what they want.
1: Yeah, there's like a creepy guy that shows up. Like,
0: yeah, well, we won't have to have the creepy guy show up. We'll just fill it ourselves. You can go to you can go to the to Walmart or whatever, and just buy the variety pack of the chips or whatever.
1: Yeah, the big bag.
0: Yeah, yeah the big bag, and then you just separate little. Tw- it you know, has the little mini bags inside. Where are we you know, going cinnamon with this? Air, crackers? No, we're, I'm trying to. It's, it's for the shop, man. It's for the. It's for your work area. Yes, it's for your. You're the the model railroad or man cave is bottom line is what it is, right? It is what it is. I, I'm I'm down, I'm down. Yeah, you know we should be able to have snacks and drinks while we work. I don't have a problem with that. Hey, you can go to the grocery store and buy them little packs, uh, the, the, the the peanut butter crackers. You can buy like one of those packs of those things. It has like like what, a dozen packs in it for yeah. like a buck fifty nine or whatever they caught charge. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. I, mean, I think we're gonna do it. Alright.
1: <laughs> You've convinced me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyways, so let's uh let's talk about what we worked on this past weekend when we were down here.
0: Okay, well you go first. All right. I've well, been talking about food and everything so
1: I know. Now I'm hungry. Thanks a lot. Yeah, um, so I got a bunch of scenery work done around the terminal. I did. You guys probably saw pictures of it. I got all the uh, the left hand side of it done, which would be what our southern, our southern side of the terminal. Oh yeah, we talked about that last week. Yeah, that's yes. all done. So yeah. uh, now I'm working on the other side, the sh- the more um, concrete side. I'm working on that end, and I uh, I got some fencing made for my stables. Or my fenced in livestock areas, I got that done. Um I got I'm working on the um like the static grass and all the stuff that goes around that little grass tufts stuck stick in the corners of buildings and yeah. things like that. Um but yeah, so I got a bunch of that stuff done. Now this week I'm working up the other side of it and just wrapping this whole build up. I'm getting this thing over with. I'm I'm just ready to be done with that whole right. terminal.
0: Yeah. It looks so. great, man.
1: It's a lot. You really
0: did some good um landscaping around some of those buildings and stuff. I really like what you've done.
1: It it was a lot. I mean, it's it's yeah. still a lot, but uh, you know, it's it was fun. I'm enjoying it. I'm just ready to I'm at that point. Oh, yeah. I'm at that point where I'm like, "All right, let's just get this thing done. I got a lot of other stuff right. I want to work on. Let's move on." Um, I got a lot of other kits here that are teasing me to start building, so Sure. But I did that, and I was also working on the fattening pen, my my chicken fattening pen. Right. Um, and I got a comment, actually, on our YouTube video of the unboxing I did of the chicken fattening pen. Yeah. Um, there was a guy on there who um, had said, you know, basically for $20... Okay, so the argument was... And I understand where they're coming from. So, that for $20, maybe we should have gotten, like, a, some roofing. It didn't come with shingles. Okay. And my... My whole thing with it was, it's a unique structure. You don't see it very often, and I right. understood where they were coming from. For twenty bucks, you should get a complete thing. I get it, but at the same time, it's it adds a little bit of a challenge to me. And it's it's twenty bucks um, yeah. for a craftsman kit that I've never seen before. It's a structure I've never seen before, and a lot of those other basics kits from um, Best Trains yeah. are unique structures that you just don't see made anywhere else. So. Um. Yeah, could it have come with shingles? Probably, but yeah, then it wouldn't. But then it wouldn't have challenged me to make a right. different style of roof. So what? I don't it disagree did, with that. And besides, how I have piles of that but, shingles and stuff laying it, around in boxes. What it did, though, Dad, was it it, and it's good for a basics kit too. I think it it forces you to think outside of the box. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well. What, what can I do? It's a good learning tool because now you're like, all right, well, I got everything I need, but now I got to f- fashion a roof covering. Um, yeah. And you could do that with tar paper. You could do it with scraps, which we all have plenty of scraps. And uh, I thought it was more of a good learning experience because it it gets you away from what's in the box and it makes you think like on an artistic level. Like no matter what your skill set is, it makes your brain start to work like, Okay, well, what do I have here that I could piece together and make yeah. a cool roof out of um so you know there's there's both sides to the argument, but I personally like it because it it it's it helps you flex that like creative mind a little bit mm-hmm. so yeah. and it was twenty bucks, so I got two evenings worth of fun out of it for twenty bucks. I got ten hours worth of work out of it for twenty dollars. yeah, I mean I can't beat that. So
0: and you can make shingles with a piece of paper and a pair of scissors.
1: Yeah. Or you can use it
0: won't take long.
1: Or you can use something else. You could just Especially do Especially
0: on a tiny little building like that. How many
1: shingles do you think you need? Oh, not many. No. But you know, or you could just make you could do any any type of roof. So right. um,
0: roofing paper takes seconds.
1: Yeah. But no. the the fattening pen was a fun build. I um I encourage everyone to go look at those uh, basics kits because they, they're cool little filler kits. You can yeah. squeeze those things in pretty much anywhere. And actually, Jason Sider had a good idea for that fattening pen. If I wasn't going to put it near the terminal uh, delivery, yeah. I could put it over near, um, If I think, do we have a chicken place? Like a food so restaurant? You could put it in somebody's backyard. You could put it in a backyard. But Jason was like, man, if you had a restaurant that had like fried chicken or like a chicken shack,
0: Oh, yeah, you yeah. You can put yeah.
1: it out back, and then, you you know, they got chickens at their chicken restaurant.
0: They got some guy out there with an axe chopping their heads off. You could have a stump.
1: You could get a little yeah. stump. A stump. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Scene. You, you get a put that on there. You could get a stump and have a guy – I have a little plastic guy with an axe – yeah, and you could make him uh, chop, Done. make him chopping chicken heads, and put a little blood on God, the stump. You could even put a little chicken with no head running around. Cut the head off. <laughs> 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 and get some stray cats around there. <laughs> Done. That's a scene right there. That scene tells. Somebody us.
0: Somebody said about having a coyote lurking from the side.
1: I saw a coyote. I know Dan Raymond got on there and said, put a a chicken hawk in. And he put the old cartoon from Foghorn Leghorn oh, yeah. on there. He's and my uh, favorite. By the way, man, Foghorn all my favorite cartoon. Foghorn ever. Leghorn was the greatest cartoon character. I it I don't was. know if I like Foghorn Leghorn better than I liked. Um, I like the old uh, um, Speedy Gonzalez. I like nah, Speedy I'm Gonzalez. Bad. Foghorn
0: Leghorn was the best. Uh,
1: yeah, to he me he was. He didn't take any crap.
0: Then, he, then all, sometimes things just went bad for him too. Oh yeah, but yeah.
1: Oh man, I miss those cartoons. Yep. Yep. Anyways, so yeah, I, I think the chicken stump idea. I think I just talked myself into a cool little scene. But um, yeah. so I'm doing the chicken fattening <laughs> I'm doing the fattening pen for my business card challenge, which ends in a couple pen. of days. And um, you know, I once that scene's done, I'm gonna put the fattening pen down on the layout somewhere. So cool. Yeah. Here
0: comes the dog. Hey, dog. He just shook his head. What's up, so, buddy? This, I love this time of year in here. You know why? Why? My air conditioner kicks on now because we have the air on. It's been in the, in the high 80s. Mm-hmm. So the air is on tonight, and it feels awesome in here. Nice. So, Anyhow, whatever. Nice. I'm happy for you. So. <laughs> uh,
1: I was so, going to add something to your chicken thing, but now I forgot. So. so what did you do while you were down here? Tell everyone what you got done because you did a big corner down there.
0: Well, we have that section above the lay- above the p- harbor. Mm-hmm. It's like the le- next level up from the it's harbor. It's like a no man's land. Sea and it had nothing on it. And it's you know it's the first thing you see when you come up out of the harbor, off the road onto the. It was you know, a no man's land. It was nothing that was on it, right? And we we tried putting the different buildings down there, and nothing looked right. You know, we tried all kinds of different things. I don't have. I bet I put fifty different buildings down there. And uh, tried and arranged them, and tried to figure out something that works. And now we figured it out, and we're going to put the Rush Rock Falls. Well, I was going to put it on the opposite end of the layout, on uh, overhanging this uh, uh, an embankment right above the railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. Okay, without a waterfall. But now I'm thinking I can put it on this section, is no man's land right above the, it'll be right, right above the, the seawall uh, at the, you know, the first layer up and it's going to be right off the Harbor. So the mill will actually be served by the Harbor and, you know, for transportation and things like that, whatever. But, um, like any, you know, like any other, you know, building like that might, might serve, you know, waterway or railway. Right. And, um, so, and, and then the part's going to hang off the back end over top of the rocks that come off the—we of The, the we have a, a seawall, and then that ends, and I have a section of rocks that kind of—an outcropping that comes up from the water and up to the side there. And um, what we're going to do is we're going to hang it out over there. I'm going to make a smaller waterfall that'll serve that on that one side, not two on—like like Doug's on the original— uh, drawing that shows you how to do the whole diorama like he did and it had a waterfall on either side. I really don't think I'm going to be able to pull that off, but, um, I'm going to pull off a waterfall on one side or a waterway mm-hmm. on one side, um, with a sluice on it, you know, and then have it, um, uh, have a small waterfall that trickles down through those rocks. Nice. And, um, and over top of those rocks and then down into the harbor. And I don't want to make it outlandish or anything, you know, super white water or anything like that. We got boats down in there. You know? <laughs> it's People a doing a rafting trip. It's a working area, you know, so it's going to be a slow trickle of water that comes through. But we're going to make it look realistic. More like a more like a canal would be. I have some ideas in my head. And I'm really excited because it's the first time when we took I, I took my buildings down there because I have the basic framework of them done. So now I can take them down and set them up, and I can figure out where they're going to go and What I'm going to do, so I put a foam, one inch piece, foam, uh, the extruded foam slab down there, Mm -hmm. and um, it covers the majority of that area. And then I'm going to carve into that, it's only one inch high. I can put the actual um, water, well, the waterway through there, or the whatever, the little waterway, and then where it goes to the to the waterfall itself, you know, come down off the embankment. But not only that, I can shape the landscape around this when I mount this on it. I can also, uh, put a, uh, concrete foundation under the one end Mm -hmm. at the other side. Um, in fact, I could put the concrete foundation, yeah, on that. And then also use it for, um, you know, on the back side of it. Uh, we'll just got to have to show you cuz describing it on here is not going to help anybody. Right. But um, you know, I, I'm going to reshape the landscape, not not real drastically cuz it's only 1 inch foam. Um but I have about 7 buildings that'll go to this entire complex uh down front uh, around that and they're good sized buildings that'll go down around that waterfront area and it's going to really enhance the waterfront with some tall buildings and small buildings mixed in amongst each other as a skyline. Or when you look at it from down there at that level, um, uh, across, it's going to, it's going to give a really nice picturesque conglomeration of different buildings in the backdrop of, they're going to be full-size buildings. They're not going to be a backdrop, but you know, it's going to really be nice for, for the view, I think. So anyhow, we're going to see, but, uh, I, I am very, very, very happy. It's the first time since we built the layout that I felt comfortable with that section. Not the harbor. I'm, I'm totally satisfied with the harbor. But with the, uh, that section above, just above the harbor. Yeah. And uh, I have not been happy with that. I know you have not been happy with that. It was just weird. Um, it was a weird area. It's, it's weird because the track comes through and a big curve there. It cuts it in On half. that one side. It does. It does. So another reason why to get rid of track. But uh, <laughs> we're not going to do that. We're not doing that because that's a main part of our track. But, um, you know, it's, it's definitely uh, – it definitely lends itself to, uh, to making this look really nice, you know, and interworking with the track itself.
1: Yeah. So um, I want to switch real quick to a, a technique that I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, working with dirt – and how we put dirt down. Mm-hmm. So, I want to know how you put your dirt down because we use real dirt. We don't, yeah. it's just a disclaimer. We d- we've talked about it on the show before. We don't bake our dirt. We don't do any of that, like whatever the people call that, like uh, yeah, baking it. Kill the bugs. But it's been in my basement in a container now for two years. The bugs are dead. There's
0: more bugs in your basement
1: than there is isn't that dirt. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I'm just
0: saying. And the dirt came from my house. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. So, but um, so how do you put your dirt down? And I want to talk about then how I do it because I think we do it a little differently probably.
0: Um, what I basically do is I um, put down a glue base to start. I paint it on. I paint the glue where I want it. Mm-hmm. Okay? I put a little water in it. Not a lot. Um, what kind of glue? I thin it out a little. Um, you can yeah. – there are several things I can do. I can use a white glue. I usually use a white glue. Mm -hmm. Or you can use tacky glue, uh, a lean sacky glue. If you do that, it's awful thick. So you got to thin it out just a little bit. But if you, you know, you could put it on thick and smear it around Mm -hmm. and um, get it where you want it. I've done it that way. I've used white glue with a mix, a 50-50 mix, where you put down and then put the the, uh, earth down and let it dry um, on top of it. And then... When you're done uh, and it dries, to kind of brush off any excess layer, and then maybe spray again with the white water, which is oh, the the water that's um has the soap in it, a little drop of dishwashing soap, uh-huh. and uh, and the water, and spray that with a mister over top of it again. So, <clears throat> and then and then spray and then spray the glue stuff down over top of it again. Mist that, and then put another. Coat on, but a lot of times I don't have to go with two. Um, I also have used um adhesive spray, uh, like the Scotch Super 77 spray. Yeah, um, I've done that, although that is going to cover a big wider area and uh, it's going to be you know, it, it's, it's a little more difficult to work with. But if you're doing a bigger, wider uh, spray area, you're going to do that, dirt's going to stick to that like you wouldn't believe. Yep, um, but. Um,
1: yeah, there's, there's several different ways I I do it. So, uh, is that how, so I'm going to go through how I do it and I, I'm going to buck the system a little bit. Okay. So I don't, I no longer spray my dirt with wet water and glue after I'm done.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Okay. I'll tell you why. So I do the basic beginning. I I take white Elmer's glue, not the school glue, but the plain white Elmer's glue. Right. And I basically use a What's that? The glue all. all. And I use just a shitty paintbrush. I smear it into the area that I want, moving around with the paintbrush, get it where I want, square the edges up if I need it to, like if it's meeting a road or something, make sure the edges are nice and aligned with glue, a glue layer. And then I use my hand and I pinch glue. I mean, I pinch the dirt. I get a pinch of dirt and I sprinkle it on. Oh, okay. And I do that. That's
0: how I do sprinkle. It I like, do it until yeah. the
1: whole area is covered. Now, there's occasionally a tight corner, and I'll fold up a piece of paper and and you know, wiggle the folded piece of paper in until yeah, it meets like a into shoot. a corner. Yeah. But I'll put more on than I need, right? And I'll let it dry for a little bit, you know, an hour, a couple, of, you know, hour, hour and a half, till it's dry to the touch. And um, then I take a puffy brush, like I talked about last week and i brush the glue i brush the dirt away all the dirt all the extra dirt that's loose brush it away once the glue's dry yeah. right and then i don't spray anything else on top of it i'm done okay uh i'll take a brush make sure the dusty like loose dirt is up and gone brush it away i brush it onto a piece of paper like a like a like a dustpan put that back in my container um making sure that there's no clumps of glue in there to make my dirt hardened in my container. And right. um, and that's it. I will not put... I don't put wet water on it on top of that. I don't do... I don't spray it later with glue on top. I don't seal it with anything. And once that's dry, the dirt that's in it, in the glue, it's not coming yeah. up. And no. what I was finding was when I sprayed it with wet water and then glue on top of it... It gets loose on top it gets, of it. It makes like a second layer or yeah. or what it does is it packs it down and smooths it out too much. Yeah. And then it doesn't look like loose like dusty dirt. Yeah. I want it to look like a dusty dirt road. Right. And sometimes I found that the spraying it again I lost that quality cuz it turned it into mud and then it, when it dried it was like hard packed. And I didn't yeah. I didn't like that look. That's okay in certain ways. It's, it's, you know? I get, yeah, if you're doing a dirt road, I guess it's different. Yeah. But if you're doing a dirt yeah. patch, I, I just do it that way. N- right. Make sure that there's no, you know, I'll give it a quick, like, brushing over once it's completely dried. Make sure there's no loose dirt. Um, but it holds hard. It holds fast. And yeah. uh, I don't ever have any issues with it. And I think it leaves that nice visual of, like, a, a, a dry, loose gravel. I mean, a loose dirt. So, oh yeah, yeah. That's how yeah, I. I that's how I started to do it. I don't spray anything on afterwards because it. Or sometimes it would dry darker than I wanted because there's glue mixed in with it and it changes the color of the dirt itself. Doesn't yeah. look quite as natural. Um, right.
0: Then you got. Then you, gotta put, yeah, like, you got to put like brown chalks
1: to it. And yeah. yeah. I and mean, yeah, yeah, it just was too much. I didn't. I wasn't enjoying that. The look of it. So I was messing around with it with a couple of the diorama builds that I did. Because I didn't didn't have to worry about ruining anything on the layout and um right. and that was what I we came up with. I was pretty fascinated. I mean pretty um satisfied with how that turned right. out. So Yeah, it looked good. Yeah. So that was my old dirt technique. Cool. I do this I do the same thing with um um my static grass too. I'll water down my Elmer's glue a right. little a little bit thinner. And um put my static grass down and then I take once it's dry, I take a shop vac and I vacuum up any loose static grass and I don't spray it afterwards because sometimes it'll mat it down um, even with a fine mist, I just find that it, you lose that fluffiness, that look that fluffy look of the static grass sometimes it'll lay yeah. over especially for taller static grass and, I, fi- and I find that oh, he just dust you in there Oh, man. <laughs> ah, he's busted ass. <laughs> oh, oh, great. Dad.
0: Get out of, out of here. But... Come on, go.
1: Yeah, my static grass, I don't spray later.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. You need go a ahead. respirator. It's,
1: yeah. Go ahead. You need a respirator? I
0: ch- I chased him out.
1: All right.
0: Oh, he's busted ass in here.
1: <laughs> great.
0: Your mom asked what what I chased him out for.
1: So... Um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't spray my <laughs> static grass when I'm done either. So. Okay. I find that the glue, Elmer's glue, when it's watered down is enough to make the ends stick. And when I shop back it up, the stuff that's glued down tight doesn't come up at all. And the left Yeah, I, I, I,
0: I've, I've not been putting any more on static grass. I know. I, I know
1: some techniques. Unless, like-
0: unless I am adding a, a different color to a different oh, section. Oh, well that's different. Why? Yeah. Or if I'm adding, um, well, and you do that, I usually use brushes and stuff. And a lot of times what I've been doing instead of spraying at all is on things like that, or I will take these um, pipettes. Oh, yeah. Hundreds of them. And I'll fill them with the white glue and I'll put it in a precise places where I want it with the pipettes. And... And then that'll soak it just in those places where I need to put different color patches and things like that. It works out real well. It doesn't give you that second layer that flakes off. Um, I, I guess that and and uh, it gives you better control.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I just I'm, I'm avoiding spraying things on my scenery afterwards because I feel like it just doesn't it doesn't add any extra hold. No. And it kind of ruins the look I I already achieved. I don't know. I just not. Right. I just wasn't getting what I wanted out of it. So I stopped that right. completely. I just I just make sure that the layer of glue underneath it is is substantial right. enough to hold everything down, and it's fine.
0: I mean, it's not like somebody's gonna come up and just run their fingers through the it. No, but at the same
1: time, you don't yeah, want.
0: They do. Gotta break them.
1: At huh? the same time, though, you don't want like uh, a year later when you're working around it, like the grass it's falling popping, all over the yeah, place. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, we want to make sure it's secure. It's gotta be secure. Yeah. Right.
1: But yeah, that's I mean, that's that's what I've been doing, uh Cool. With my scenery. I just wanted to know how you were doing that. If you if you still if you still used a lot of the spray afterwards like we did in the well, beginning. A lot or of not. times
0: I'm not doing scenery unless I'm coming down to your place.
1: Yeah, but you right? do it on your you do it on your
0: well some of the dioramas, dioramas when I yeah. a special build. Like I did it on I did it on the uh on the um the one FSM kit I built with the Baxers. yeah, And I and, but you know I was going off of what I was just trying to learn some of George's techniques. So I was using his techniques for how to do that and it was very similar to what you just described. So um his technique was not too much different at all. Um so that I, that's kind of what I went with that and um w- but I paint brushed it onto the spots I wanted so I could get precise areas where i was putting it and then you brush i want it then you when it dries and you brush away in the areas where you kind of overfilled
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh yeah and then you have it exactly where you want it and i so i did it there i did it on some other dioramas but um you know it was it was pretty much what you just described yeah yeah
1: nice um, nice nice so, um, what's your next plan? What's your next step when you, when you're, uh, working down here? I know you were doing some stuff with some roads. You were doing, you were thinking about doing some cobblestone. You want to talk about your cobblestone plan?
0: Well, I'm still trying to figure out the cobblestone. Okay. I have an idea what we're going to do with it. Um, I'm going to run cobblestone streets through the one half on that. There, there's two sections of that upper side that we were talking about, the, above the harbor. Yeah. Run it off that backside of the one um, behind the buildings, near the tracks, behind the buildings. Okay. I put a sidewalk down in front, right along the waterfront, where I have all those buildings, like the ship lap house. Um, what's the other one that I put on the end? Um, your, your one building you scratch built. Yeah. Um, that that one I, I put it down there. And I, I made one big long sidewalk right along the waterfront edge at the top above the harbor. It looks really pretty. I don't know. I haven't seen it since I've been, been down. I haven't, you know, since I left there. Uh, I guess it Drive, it probably looks pretty good. It looks good. Um, and so I'm, you know, and I put the sidewalk in there. I love doing sidewalks. You know that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, um, now I'm going to put. This, behind the buildings i'm going to put a road and that road is going to be a cobblestone okay and i have to figure out how i'm going to work with the cobblestone you and i talked about that and it's yeah. kind of like i got to paint it first i mean i got them here i brought them home i'm going to repaint uh we're going to start painting those things up that's going to be tedious but um definitely want to i definitely want to do some cobblestone streets um, and I'll have enough to, well, we can put them in other parts of the town too, if we want and just, you know, fit them down inside the, the, uh, the, the foam, uh-huh. our foam base. Uh, so they're just level with the surface and then, you know, um, show patches of cobblestone in the streets. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. So like I said, we're going to, we're going to toy with them. Um, I had to, I had to cut the size and make sure it's the right size and figure out how we're going to do it because it's going to have to go on a curve almost. So yeah, I'm, I'm still playing with that. The co- those cobblestone streets are are resin, and uh, the the resin pieces I got, you know, from uh, um, railroad kits, and they're, they're they're very highly detailed. They look great. I know that some other guys have used them and built some stuff. Dave Cruzwick's done some stuff with them. It looked amazing. Um, so like I said, it's it's just stuff. Uh, I got to toy around with it and figure it out, and uh, for what we're gonna fit it in. But I want cobblestone streets down along that harbor front area because, you know, it's you know, it's harbor fronts are like old old school, you know, yeah. we, where they would have we would have stuff like that close by. So anyhow, that's a that's a old town. I guess you want to call it. old town.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, the well, we We do. I was going to jump into our patron questions.
0: Let's do it. Patron questions.
1: All right. So, patron questions of the week. Here we go. First one is from Andre. What is your, both of ours, favorite process of building a Crestman kit? What's your favorite process of the entire thing? Of the entire kit? Yeah.
0: Wow. The entire process, yeah. The entire process, I get the most excitement when my walls are done and completed, each one individually. I, I get them all ready first. And my biggest thrill for me is when I start assembling the walls into the form of the building. Oh, yeah. I love that part. It's my favorite part. It lets me know that at that point, here it is. This is the structure. Now let's just go to town on it. And it's that little moment there's a there's that moment where you're i don't get me wrong, I love painting them and detailing each wall like I do, and then when they're all ready then i then I erect the building, and when I erect the building, I love erection, you know, oh my god, <laughs> but you know it's uh it's it's definitely my favorite part because it's it's that that go between where where it doesn't look like a building yet because it's not done. Okay, it's not up. Right. And then when you put it all together and you glue it together, you have the um, you have the basic form of the structure. It's when I have that on, and all four walls or all eight walls or whatever walls how many you have are assembled, and then you have the the roof card on. And I, and then I can sit back and look at it and I can visualize it and then I can go to town on however I want that building to look because now I can visualize it. So it's like the middle ground
1: and I, and I, that's my favorite part. What about you? My favorite part's kind of similar. Um, but I really enjoy before the roof cards go on Yeah, and all the walls are together, but the roof isn't done. Like my favorite part is is watching well, it I is, just said. I know, but like <laughs> I know it that's why I said it's very similar. Uh, okay. But it's it's the it's uh, okay. it's not when you're assembling it, not when you're putting it all together. It's when you the in yeah, that it's that in between part. I think mine's the same thing as yours then. Um that, yeah, when
0: you put the walls when you finally assemble the walls together. The walls are up me, but that's... the roof isn't on. oh uh, okay. You like you like you don't like you, okay, I like it when the walls are up and then the roof goes on
1: I don't like but, that yeah. i like i mean I like putting the roof on it don't get me wrong roofing is my fa r- r- putting the roof together is probably yeah. my favorite task. I like doing yeah. the roof, but like my favorite moment is is when all four when all the walls are up all everything's standing like and then yeah. you can stand That's back yeah I mean. yeah you can yeah. stand back and be just awe at like what you have already.
0: Right. And then you also can visualize what you want to do from there. Right. You know, you might even find once you put it up and you get that visual look that that's where that to me, that's where I would make any unusual changes. Right. You know, then I can visualize it and go, oh, you know what? Maybe if I cut this roof this way, I could do this or maybe, you know, I can, you know, change. The overall look of whatever the kit is supposed to
1: have. Start customizing a little bit.
0: Right, right. Customize, Nothing drastic, but yeah. But
1: yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Another. That's a good question, actually. Yeah, I like that.
0: We've never been asked that kind
1: of question. No, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, next question. Actually, and there's one other thing I enjoy is putting windows in. Not painting them. But once they're done and painted and you have your windows the way you want it, I like... P- placing the windows into the structure
0: yeah because now you know they're done
1: yeah it's just that's a fun part for me
0: there's nothing about windows i like i don't even like that <laughs> i hate windows
1: <laughs> um lynn mccurdy asks how's the zoom coming along well it's coming along we had our announcement in the beginning of the show and um i mean i only announced it a couple of days ago so wasn't going to do it during the week but we'll, we'll do a zoom this weekend um Dan Pugatch, these patron-run contests have been awesome. Any details on the group build, which would have an exclusive kit like we did last year with Casey's well, I was pops.
0: thinking about that lately. Yes. which We a- haven't done anything. There was a couple things I wanted to do. Here's, here's the thing. I'm going to put it to the readers. We're going to give them a quiz
1: right Ooh, here. Quiz. It doesn't
0: have to be patrons only. It's anybody, okay? On our post, on our we could put a poll One.
1: up. Huh? We could put up a poll. No. Oh, I
0: don't okay. Want to do. All right. Um, on our post for this week's podcast on our Facebook page, okay? Or you can email it to Brett at that email address that he gave you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I would like you to let me know what kit. From what manufacturer you would like to do that with, okay? And I will, and, and it's going to be had to be something. I want, I want you to pick something in the. Uh, okay, I I, I don't want to go as small as we did last time. Okay, I want to go a little bigger, right? Don't you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, all right. So let's. Give me a name of the ma- kit and manufacturer that you think we should do the build of anywhere between $0 and 75 bucks. $75 in that range.
1: Yeah, now we'll and be we buying will, one too, will, so.
0: And then I will look into not saying that the winning one is going to be the one with the most votes or anything like that. I'm want ideas, okay? Obviously, if we have several of the same ones or people start agreeing with somebody saying that's a great one, I will contact that manufacturer out there, and we will talk to them about um, if they can be readily available and to be able to cut and make that many uh, if we have that many. Like last time, we had a lot of participants. Yeah. So we want to make sure that that person is going to be able to to pull that off. If there is a manufacturer – that is out there listening that may have an idea for a kit, a new kit or something unique in in a decent price range that we could do a a build, a group build like we did before, and a group build for you that, that have not been there last time we did this, which is about a year and a half ago. What we would do is everybody gets the kit within a certain amount of time. Then they order a the kit, they get it at their house, they hold on to it till it's time to start. And then once a week, we had me and myself, uh, me and myself, me, myself and I, <laughs> me, you, Brett and Jason Jensen. Last time we all worked together um, and we each took turns each night doing a once a week. Um, we each took once one night a week mm-hmm. and we would do the build live and have the person – you know, that bought it can build with us. Okay. And then we go to the next step the next week. And, um, you know, and we had Jason there, Jason would do one night like a Monday and then I would do Tuesday and Brett would do Wednesday. And then we would reverse that the next week, you Uh know, we rearrange that order. And that way, you know, you're getting to see three different ways it was built. Um, I don't know how we'll do it this time. We'll do something similar. It'll at least be once a week that we're building. I don't know if we're going to do three nights a week like we did before. However, we're going to have a lot of fun we're going to do it live and we're going to do a show. Everybody, especially, you know, it, it could be beginners to intermediates or to advanced. It doesn't matter what level you are. Everybody's going to be building it to however they want to have it built. Yes. Yeah. Build it your way. Like we always talk about. So, um, for the beginners is something that they, they will learn how to build a craftsman kit. Okay. And they will be starting on maybe an intermediate base kit for the, for the, uh, more advanced, uh, builder. They can take what we have and what we're doing and just go on their own and build with us and enjoy talking with us and listening to it. And, uh, being a part of the show, and then just build their kit. We had a lot of fun with it. We had a great response. There's a lot of people that built the kits. We had a lot of new patrons that are now veteran patrons here, um, and not just patrons, uh, regular non patrons. Mm-hmm. We had um, we had a lot of people who were new to us, who are not long, no longer new to us anymore. They're veteran uh, Wiley w- Wiley. Um, I can't get the new name in my scale head. modeling. Scale modeling. They're veterans to our to our groups and and to the Facebook page now, and we're friends with them. And we there were a lot during that during that six weeks or whatever it took us to do that. Um, we had uh, met a lot of new people, yeah. made a lot of new friends, and this is a great fun thing to do. So so put your idea of a kit and a manufacturer name up there. Uh, Maybe take a picture or put a link up so we can check it out and decide on one that we may want to contact somebody on if there's a kit manufacturer that wants to get into this and can do it. And I'm liking to start this, baby, um, so everybody knows. So it's what? It's May now.
1: Um, You want to do it after vacation season? I would say the end of July. Yeah.
0: The end of July, and then we go into it. You know, um, so this way it gives the manufacturers time to prepare one and get it ready. Um, if there's somebody out there that has an idea of what they want to do, we can let's say the middle of August. Uh, that would be a good time. I think yeah, I'll get through most of the vacation time. Yeah. And um, that'll give manufacturers time to work on it. So um, if you're out there, speak up. Let's well, make this happen. And we'll way have a we'll, lot
1: of fun. The way we'll make it work is first we'll do um, we'll do. We'll we'll throw it out there to see what kind of kits and what kind of spend everyone's comfortable with. Once we get a majority on that, then yeah. we'll decide on a kit, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And then what we'll do is we'll allow adequate time for everyone to order one. We'll. Well, I mean, it won't be like you got one week to order it and then we're gonna start. Right. Well, we'll announce it pretty early and then say, okay, you guys have a, two months or three months to get your kit by the yeah. by August, or whatever that right. be. That way we're not rushing everybody and. Right. And then from the time – so say, say – and this is all hypothetical. We'll come up with dates later. But say August 1st is the day that we all decide this is the kit we're going to buy. Yeah. Then we'll give everyone a still a couple weeks. Like right. I don't want to give everyone a week to order it and get it in. We want to make sure everyone has the kit, it's in their right. hands, and then we'll start. So,
0: and, and if you've never built one before, I'll have a list up again of all the tools that you'll need and things like that. And we'll make it on a, you know, a basic set. Yep. so you can get yourself started and and do some modeling, and we'll teach you how. Yeah, and um, so don't be daunted by it, and uh, we'll we we'll, we'll show you how to do it, and uh, you might have a great experience and, in, a, in the long run.
1: This time, I will make sure we're able to stream it on more than just Facebook. So right. um, I will. I know there's other methods we can now. We're a little bit right. more sophisticated now. Uh, Yep. in our streaming abilities and I know there's other services out there. So we will do uh we'll we'll also stream it on our YouTube channel. So if you're not yes. on Facebook you can you'll be able to participate as well on our YouTube channel.
0: Right. So like yeah, I said. I think it'll uh, be
1: fun. It's something that was over overdue. We need to do it um, but you know, the spring was a little bit crazy. So, uh, and I, uh, yep. and, and then was a lot going on, so we will do it. It will happen. And, uh, I'd like the format of this. So that'll be good.
0: Absolutely. Yep.
1: So, all right. Next, okay. next question. Um, that was a doozy, huh? It was good, but who, we who, you know,
0: Dan did,
1: Dan did, but Dan's right. been, Dan's been honest about this. He's been keeping us honest about yeah. this kit, uh, this, this group build cool. and, uh, we need to do it. It just, we got to do it. Right. So Dan, thank you for, uh, nudging us on this one matthew hankins what is a detail part that isn't made or you haven't found yet that you would like to have for a build that's a cool question too man
0: i'll tell you one. i got one right off the top of my head go for it I now i kind of <laughs> had to do a makeshift to make my own but it was a bubble gum machine Oh yeah, like the the other one with the globe on it. Yeah, the big... it has. Yeah, you put the you know, pennies in it. You see all like all the gumballs in it. You yeah. see them out in front of a store, or you know, or inside a barber shop, or something like yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I made one for in front of a store on our on a drugstore on our layout. Um, it's still there for that matter. Yep, um, I made it because I couldn't find one already. A bubble gum machine casting. Um, so like a bubble gum vending machines since we're on vending machines tonight. And, um, so what I did was to make it, you know, those little pins that your wife may have in her sewing kit mm-hmm. or in her sewing room and it has, uh, the little plastic the colored, pinheads. colored ball, pinheads on the back and they're like a ball, mm-hmm. a mini ball. Well, I took, cause they're perfect size. Okay. And you get the white one and I took multiple colors of paint. And I dotted it, okay, in multiple different tiny itty-bitty dots, okay, until it was covered. Some, unless some I'm white. And, and then I actually used the pin itself, cut the length of the pin, because it holds steady on that pin, right? Right. So, um, and then I made a wooden base for around it. It made it look like a metal base, but, you know, and I built a wood, wooden base on it and stuck that thing right on top. And it was perfect, you know? But it would have been cool, and it saved me a whole lot of time, although I had fun building it, uh, if there was um, a vending machine, with a, like a bubblegum machine. Yeah. Well, why not? So I don't think there's anything like that. So what do you got?
1: Oh, man, that's a doozy. Um, I got one, and I think we've already put the bug out there for people. If uh, somebody made
0: one of those, by the way, I would put more of them in the town. <laughs>
1: i uh I am a public freak I would like and I don't maybe I don't know if this is made or not, so I'm sure I'm gonna get corrected on this, but I think one of our patrons and kit manufacturer friends put a hint up about this, and I really want to find them is not manhole covers but sewer grate uh the the storm drains yeah somebody
0: is somebody making them.
1: I thought, you know, Ron Kleiss had a picture, a teaser up one day of some storm drains, and I have right, not right. seen them. I don't know. I have not seen HO scale storm drains. Right. Maybe they are. Let me Google real quick HO scale storm drain. Oh, there's a couple. Eh. I'm sorry, guys. I've failed. I, I tell you. Blair line makes them.
0: They would be cool to put in the. In the- in the town. Yeah. Without a doubt.
1: Is there a newspaper, um, HO scale newspaper? What are those newspaper, um, dispensers? Newsstand?
0: Oh, yeah. Somebody does make them though. Really? You can buy it. You, yeah, you can get them from what? Oh, that I see
1: them. Yeah. There's a couple, uh, uh-huh. newspaper vending machines in HO scale. Yeah. Those are cool. Eh. I don't know. There's a lot of detail parts. I mean, that's that's tough, but yours is a good one. Yeah, yeah I've never seen a bubble gum machine. Yeah. Pinball machine. But a pinball machine would be awesome. That would be cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it doesn't serve our purpose, but it would still be cool. I might get one.
1: <laughs> it sits in H.S.G.L. pinball machine would be badass. i
0: just put one somewhere anyways.
1: Oh, man. That would be cool. That just popped into my head when you said gumball machine. I'm thinking, like... Pinball, Gunball. pinball, yeah,
0: I got it.
1: yeah, or any arcade games. Yeah, I
0: gotta say, I'll tell you this:
1: any arcade game things like an old skee ball. Yeah, do a cast of an old skee ball, yeah. machine like any of that any of that stuff. I forgot a bullhorn item. Go now for we're it. Bringing this up. CCK
0: Carolina Craftsman Kits oh, yes. making a um, a laser cut card that has. Um, well he has a boat kit that they put out mm-hmm. uh, they put out some new boat kits and uh, and then if you bought the boat kit you'll get a free one of these free laser cut cards that has all kinds of details on it for you know waterfront it has some life preservers and buoys and things like that yeah. right buoys and um the buoy. But, buoy so um but it, it's a brilliant idea I think it's cool if you don't if you didn't buy the kit, you can, you can buy the card anyways, they like five bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I love the idea. I love seeing, you know, building this red rush rock falls kit from Foscale. I'm seeing how many detail parts that are very finely done on this kit that were laser cut. Okay. On the laser board. And, um, they're brilliant. It's brilliantly done. We've seen it on many of the five scale model kits. I'm starting to see a lot of it now from Carolina Craftsman kits, and some. And, and I know that um, I know for a fact that Ron Kleiss has been doing stuff like that as uh-huh. well with my mount models. And I'm sure there's others. I know that the laser cut detail stuff is being done as well um, from other manufacturers. More, it more
1: and more. And more. Right. Um, so you know. the, the call-out, I think that you and I talked about this on the phone, the call-out that we were going to talk about, right, is the Ouch. the idea of creating more of these index card-sized um, sets of detail parts. Right? Right. So, I mean, this is part bullhorn, part, like, challenge for some of these manufacturers. scale models. That's another one that's doing it. Yes.
0: He's doing a lot of it, too. And here's the thing. I love the fact that they're able to come up with all these high detail little parts. And I'm not, I am not, haven't seen a lot of it lately until the last year and a half. And now it's within the last half a year, I'm seeing more and more of it in the last six months. And I love it. I love the fact that you can just purchase a card. I love that idea Jeff had where you can just get a card or sheet. Of all kinds of really cool detail parts, even if you don't ever use them right away, you know you might use them later. Just some common things like we could we could do tools, uh, hammers and wrenches and things like that. You could lay around in piles, and they, all you have to do is cut them out of the card, paint them. Hell, Doug has has you paint half of those laser cut parts with a freaking Sharpie marker. Yeah, and yeah. it looks great. And it look great. Okay, um, and you know. You could use a sharpie marker all these things and put them wherever the hell you want. And you could buy them by the piles. You know, it'll be a real good. I would buy tons of that stuff if I had a a a, a card full of laser cut little detailed sets, parts sets of
1: sets of parts.
0: Yeah, you, you, you know, you make...
1: said one. You could do uh, workbench tools. One could be yeah. um little street like little street things like um. The sandwich boards and and stuff like that, yeah. or a uh, shovel, a rake. Yeah, you know, rake. I'll be honest
0: with you. When you're looking at an HO scale rake,
1: <laughs> it doesn't have to
0: be three dimensional to look good. You can lay it down in the grass; it's gonna look fine. Yeah. Okay. Be honestly with you. Um, sometimes there's sometimes there's there's cast metal rakes and shovels and shit.
1: it look too big.
0: Or yeah, or they bend up and they look, and you try and reshape them, and then they break, and they, you try and glue them back together, and they look like shit afterwards. You know, this is, might be an opportunity to to be able to build some really cool stuff on laser cut. Now, obviously, it's very small and very delicate. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I mean, it, it, I, I I personally would would spend the money and do it. Just to buy the parts, oh yeah, and then have sheets, and I can just have stacks of the sheets rather than having like bins full of parts all over. But I got enough bins full of parts right now, so I don't know. It's just it's just a thought. I love the idea, guys. I love what Jeff did with that. I love what you know the other guys have done. I have this rooftop HVAC system from uh, Real Scale Models, and I'm and I know that's all laser cut stuff, and that's a you know it's a neat kit, and he put together. And, um, you know, that, that's the kind of stuff, these detail parts that I'm putting on, um, a lot of Doug's more recent builds, um, in the last two years have have a lot of laser cut parts and uh, the detailed parts that he can do just from laser cutting Mm -hmm. onto a single sheet and he fills it with tons of it. And, uh, so there's no reason why more of that can't be done. I think there's a market
1: for it. And I think
0: think guys would eat that shit up.
1: I know we would. all right. Next one from Desi J. Once this virus thing is over, is there a Wiley scale modeling world tour on the agenda? Uh, I don't think so. Not right now, not for the foreseeable
0: future. A yeah, world tour. Man, I'll be lucky if I get to the beach this summer,
1: <laughs> the way things are going, uh, especially in our area, in our country.
0: Yeah, he, he said after it's over. So no, I, next I, I year.
1: What are you saying? But,
0: or whatever it is, but, uh, let's hope not let's hope the God not but um you know regardless uh is there a tour oh well, our tour will be shows yeah um expos and the to um the craftsman courtyard um, i would like and, to get
1: out to some of the other ones like uh well, I would like jake to, was talking uh, about the st louis one and
0: i got canceled st louis i know but i'm saying week.
1: some of those other ones would be cool to get out midwest I, area i would
0: have went to that had they opened things up i yeah. think i would consider going to that and um You know, maybe next time when they when when it's all ready to come back again, we're going to go out and do the narrow gauge convention. I think that's something we and I should do. Um, But yeah, I mean, of course we're going to get back out to doing that stuff. You know, world tour. If you're asking if we're coming to Australia, (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't see Australia in my plan right away. But um, you know, it's um, I'm not rolling it out. I'm just saying. If I do, it's going to end up having to be a vacation, and uh, yeah, it's not going to be hobby-related. I'm sure that <laughs> – and my wife's going to be along, and we're not going to be doing anything with trains or modeling. Right. So well, we might come visit you.
1: So, yeah. Anyhow. All right. Ron Pisco, things in the hobby that just make you go – that make you – things in the hobby that just make you want to dope slap someone. Bitch Hmm. slap somebody? Dope. What'd you say?
0: Bitch slap. Dope slap. Oh, dope slap. Okay. Or
1: that, whatever.
0: Things in the hobby, man, I could list them all, but we wouldn't have a lot of viewers. (laughs) Just do one. (laughs) Listeners. Huh?
1: Just do one. One. You go first. All right. Um, Matchbox cars. Oh, my God. That's a big double slap there, man. And it's not necessarily I know it's the whole do it your way and I get it and I will go yeah. But 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 still I'd rather just not see any cars, but I mean that's your that's your own.
0: On behalf of that though, I will say this. There needs to the cars be are a big expensive fax- the cars are too damn expensive. The ones we do use, and there needs to be somebody come out because they Matchbox cars. We talked about they're this cheap, before. and Hot Wheel cars are cheap. They're a buck or something like that, a buck and a quarter, a
1: buck and a half a piece. Okay, and, and they're just and, close enough in scale, like just yeah, like kind of. They're, they're you know, they're too shiny. But
0: you know, <laughs> but here's the thing. Not only that, they're not. They're they're. They're actually kind of detailed. They're very detailed. Right. And and there's really no, if they can make them that cheap, why the hell can't somebody else come up with something and make them at a relatively cost cheap price? And we don't have to put them together.
1: Well, it comes down to. Yes,
0: there are are companies out there that make them. Okay. I know for a fact because I bought some of them already pre made. They're almost like matchboxes or Hot Wheels, but they're actually for model railroading. We know what brands they are. I'm not going to name them. I will say, but I'm not paying $15 for a damn car. Okay. To, I mean, I will, because I did. We do. <laughs> but it Yeah. It hurts. So I, 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 I think it's ridiculous. It pains me to do it. It pains me. I have the Sylvans and I have the, you know, the Jordans and, and those types of things, Wheelworks and some of these other ones, the kits that I can put together and build. Okay, and that's fine. And they're not cheap either, by the way. Mm-hmm. But um, I can, I, I build them. But, you know, and, and, and for some guys like Dan Raymond, who's awesome at that, that's great. I, I think that's a super art. I know there's a lot of guys that are great at making them and they make them look great. or They're wonderful. Okay, but it takes a lot of time out of my efforts to have to build them things mm-hmm. where I can be doing other stuff. And for some guys, that's what they love to do. Mm hmm. For me, it's not so much. I, I'll do it, and I got them, and I got a bunch I got to get done. Um, but um, in the bottom line of it is, uh, if I could buy it already made, You're gonna. I'd love to do that. Now, obviously, that's where they're getting you, mm-hmm. right? You know, if you want a decent one and it's already made, well, this is what it's going to be. But it's not made any different than a damn Hot Wheel or a Matchbox for a buck and a half. So kiss my ass. <laughs> Bill, so- build me one. So, okay, I, I think I jumped into your...
1: I know. So, so what's I your thing, I then?
0: Your slot. Well, now I kind of got on that rant. and I, uh, uh, My thing, it's still the same thing, Brett. You know what that is. Say it. You know... It's the guys that put the train tracks down on the carpet. And oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, they run their trains on a carpet, and they call it model railroading. I'm sorry. It's not model railroading. You just bought a track and a power pack and a train that probably came in a damn set. You didn't do anything with it. You didn't model it. You didn't build squat, and you laid it on your carpet, and you ran around so your cat could chase it and knock it over to your amusement while you drink beer with your buddies. That's all, that's all it is. That is not Model Rail Ready.
1: Dang. Okay.
0: That's it on that.
1: <laughs> all right. All right. We'll clear the air. We'll clear the air now.
0: And if there's anybody out there that's insulted by the fact that I just said that because they run their... They're they're track 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 and train on the carpet, and they don't have a damn building or do anything else, okay? Um, and uh, whatever, and they don't like what I just said. Too bad. Don't listen to us ever again. Get the hell off our show because you're not a biler. That's the
1: end. Dang. All right. All right. <laughs> well, we could just end <laughs> the show there.
0: I just think it's funny.
1: How many more questions we got? No, we got two. Okay. All right. I think. Yeah. Alright, this one is from Jake Johnson. Have you guys distressed plastic window and door castings, aging wood grain with Exacto knife in plastic? I- I've done it, but Let with. We read that. me read that. I'm still fuming over the car. Have you guys distressed plastic window and door castings, aging oh, wood grain yeah, with Exacto cool. knife? I have. Um. I use the the task bo- the task file board thing, the. File card what? file card, file card. File card, yeah.
0: Um
1: to, to I don't
0: use it on plastic
1: though. Well you can I did it actually on the windows for um Oh uh, what, what building was that? It was plastic oh. windows and I did it before I painted it. I scratched oh, okay. I scratched it up.
0: Um on any building really I I have distressed wooden windows or but mainly I haven't I, I haven't really done much scratching the plastic like titchy windows and stuff. Yeah. I have what I do instead is I put them in and then I um I'll put the paint on but then I'll put like I'll dry brush them with a different color paint and then it gives it that two tones that makes it look like it's older or distressed. I also joy. used
1: the AK interactive wash for wood which is good for yeah. plastic. Oh, okay. That's another one.
0: Yeah, it it is actually good for plastic.
1: So um. Next, this is the last one. This is a big one from Ken Anderson. I'm just going to read it and let you digest it. Okay. Any thoughts on scratch building or 3D print interior or exterior detail that can be included with a structure or trackside detail? For instance, broken furniture or cabinets, yard sale or moving scenes out front of a house, or junk and weeds growing out of a barn or abandoned house scene. <laughs>
0: Well, Ken is an expert at putting together
1: scenes. Water main breaks with okay. a mottled flood or a geyser next to a building. And then he says, okay, these aren't suggestions because I built the scenes. Um, and he goes into this, a wasp nest out of baking clay glued to a soffit, barn, a soffit of a barn or a groundhog hole next to roadside. Broken watermelons next to a loading platform. Any thoughts? I'm drowning here. So he just like went on a rant. But Ken, you're the master. Well, you just named
0: them all. You just named them Ken's all. Ken's
1: like a master at those scenes. So um, that's I'll like his a thing. million
0: of you could do. It's such creativeness that that man has. Uh, he does. I notice that with other things I've seen him do in the photos he's posted. Um, he has a creativeness for, for coming up with stuff like that right off the top of his head. I, off the top of my head, I couldn't think of anything myself. Not as fast like as that. Ken did. Not like, not like that. But that that's impressive. And... And, but I love that i that that where he takes that mm-hmm. it's an imagination it goes beyond it's a story just the road and the grass and the building it's a story and a you make track. right it's a story you build around it like you know on that last build with the uh with the um um the boxing gym yeah i, I put a guy playing a- uh playing a banjo out in the road to a panhandler. And, um, you know, those kinds of things, I mean, you, there's things you can do along that lines, you, you know, but like he's, he, he mentioned some good ones. You know, the, the groundhog in the hole is awesome. You know, your chicken coop is awesome. That's a different, you know, we, we, we came up with one already tonight where we, we said about the guy out there with an ax cutting the chicken's heads off. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, you know, there's all kinds of natural scenes that you could do like that, you know, um, I don't know if they – hey, there's one. Do they make uh, H.O. scale squirrels? Uh, that's – I there's don't know. There's a casting for you, whoever asked that question. Uh, uh, H.O. scale squirrels.
1: I'm sure I'm sure it's out there. Someone will find it. One of our listeners no, will find it.
0: H.O. scale squirrels, and They i them chasing around each other. I don't know. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a million little things that you can do. Adding pigeons and things are – are are some of the some of the details you could come up with but make scenes out of mm-hmm. a guy feeding an old man feeding pigeons you know half of those old man um figures from the um, uh, the figure company Prizer, yeah um half of those old men in his things are half are bent over like they're feeding pigeons anyways so you wouldn't have to do a whole lot of stretch of imagination but You know, there's all kinds of things you could do with the scenery. Uh, I mean, figures are an easy way to come up with scenes. But uh, he came up with some unusual ones that that aren't necessarily based on figures. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, do you have any in your head? I mean... I mean, it's kind of tough to come up with right off the top of your head. Not off the top of my
1: head, but, I mean, there's a million you could come up with. Even if it's something as simple as, like, oh, here's a a casting we could do. It's a bird, though. Like a, a herring. Yeah, it's standing in the so water.
0: May, something, it must make a herring. A blue herring. I, I I don't know. Maybe, but, but how? Tr- that company um makes the uh oh shoot. Anyways, you go ahead.
1: No, I'm just saying. I'm thinking of stuff around our area. Blue herring or um uh, I don't know. I was just off the top of my head. That's the best I could come up with, guys. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, so, Ken's a master of, of those scenes. There's a lot of guys that are really good at those, like, coming up with crazy stories in their scenes. Another good one that uh, is good at those scenes is, um, uh, um, the Mountain Goat Greg. Greg, Greg Baker? Oh, yeah, yeah, He's yeah. good at those, like, little story scenes.
0: Well, and that, he he's good at them, absolutely, and, um... He's, he, he has a lot of that kind of
1: stuff. <laughs> He's, so. He does those little uh, diorama builds he sells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully he comes up with a cool uh, business card build to challenge everyone. Right. So right. And that wraps up our Patreon questions, too.
0: Yeah. Well, it wraps up pretty much the show.
1: All right. Well.
0: We've already been on for an hour and a half. So It was a
1: good week. It was a pretty good show. Definitely. Yeah. So all right, we are going to call this week a wrap. Um Awesome. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We will talk again next week.
0: You got it. Peace out.